Movie sequels aren't always evil. Sometimes they're good. Let's talk about it. We'll dig around it and find just why you should. Give it a try. Give it a bye. Give it a review from one to five. Let's find out what sequels to see. Repeat or repeat. Killer Clowns from Outer Space came out in 1988. It spawned one sequel. Well... Almost, because a sequel was planned right around the time that Disney bought Fox. But when they bought it, Disney canceled it immediately. It was going to come out on the Sci-Fi Channel and everything. So, this week's been kind of a weird week for scheduling. Haven't been able to get a guest in this week, so figured now would be the best time as any to do a little bonus episode. Bonus episode. And just talk about, ramble on for a little bit, and just kind of talk about what I would like in a sequel to one of my all-time favorite movies, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, released in 1988. This is a movie, in my opinion, first of all, you should definitely check it out. It is on Netflix for free, right now. If you don't have Netflix, um, the DVD is pretty cheap. If I had to recommend an edition of it to get, the Arrow Blu-ray release is really good. It's got a lot of bonus features. The packaging's got a cool cover on it. That's the one I have. I love it. I also have the tape, but that's beside the point. So, why do I think that Killer Clowns needs a sequel, first of all? Well, I think that Killer Clowns is a great starting point. What I mean by that is I think that Killer Clowns took an idea and did enough with it for a first film, but could easily do a second. Now, as far as what I want and do not want, I'll kind of go back and forth. The first thing that I want in Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the director is to stay the same. This film was made by the Kyodu Brothers, which are a group of three special effects brothers um, for work they did. The most famous example, if you've seen uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, it's the large Mars scene. That's their effect. And this movie was, if you watch the credits, every credit is the Kyodu Brothers. Every single one is just one of them. This was their dream child. This was just their passion project. And they just made this movie all by themselves. I do not want another director or however touching this movie. Killer Clowns is a special B-movie in my in my mind. Because no other B-movie feels like Killer Clowns. Because it has so little of a plot. Usually, usually the thing that bogs down a B-movie is a plot. So an example of what I would consider a B-movie that I think is way too bogged down by its plot is Nightbreed. Nightbreed is a Clive Barker film that is very ambitious and it's very boring. And I can't. it has its fans, it has its place, but I just can't get into it. Killer Clowns starts right off and you basically just get fun the whole time. It's not super gory or off-putting or anything. It's just a fun movie about clowns kidnapping people and putting them in cotton candy. It's hilarious. I think that their style of directing is very unique in this movie just because it focuses a lot on the effects. So a lot of close-ups of the clowns, a lot of shots centered on the clowns rather than the people. You get as much focus on them as you do the people, and you don't hate the characters. You kind of root for both sides, weirdly. I kind of find myself rooting for the clowns and the humans at the same time. It's an interesting dynamic. So that's for sure what I want, is I want the same directors, writers, and everything. As fun as it would be to get another director on the project, I just don't think anybody could do it as well as the Kyoto Brothers could, again. Because they kind of know 
how not, how to push it over the normal line. Now, as far as something I do not want, first thing I don't want is I do not want this movie to try to push an R rating. I think PG-13 is the perfect rating for this film. I think I think that Killer Clowns is a movie that's if you're trying to get somebody into the more B movie, even horror movies, if you're trying to get somebody into it, this is a great starting point. It's just a fun, goofy romp. And I think that if you made the sequel an R, that would really not only conflict with fans of the first one, but it also is unnecessary. This is not a movie that needs blood and gore. This is a fun film, not a scary film, and it's not trying to be scary. Um, I know that when this film came out, that was around the time that you know they were first making PG-13 and all that, but I think PG-13 is a perfect rating for this film. I don't think we should push it above that. We should keep it the same, especially if they move it to TV like I expect they would. A TV-14 would be excellent for this film. Okay, next up. I think something that I go a little bit back and forth on would be the cast. The cast of Killer Clowns 1 is primarily unknown. Except for the actor who played uh, Officer Mooney, whose name escaped me. He's in Animal House. You may be thinking that for the sequel, I want some actors who are like the Terenzi brothers who run the ice cream truck. Or some characters similar to that, like some comedians. But, I'm going to have to say I don't. And here is why. Because I think the thing that makes Killer Clowns as a... As a entity funny is the fact that the characters aren't reacting to situations with jokes and quips. They're just reacting like it's real. The humor, the main thing I want the sequel to retain is that the main humor in Killer Clowns is the clowns. It's not the people. Yeah, Officer Mooney's funny, but it's more of a really dry humor. Basically, I need the humor in this movie to be organic and come from the villains. That's what makes it fun. You know, I mean, I laugh the hardest with moments like uh, Rudy and Shorty being in the uh, drugstore, like messing with the shaving cream and sneezing in the makeup and all that stuff, and Slim getting the people with the shadow puppets and all that. I think that is truly where the comedy of this movie shines. And Jumbo and Mooney's quote-unquote fight, hilarious. That stuff is genius. Leave the humor up to the clowns. Because if you don't leave the humor up to the clowns, it becomes an awkward situation in which you have a movie in which your clowns are kind of taking a backseat to everything else happening. Your clowns are just kind of whatever. They're clowns. It's just kind of like, you're not focusing on them. You need to focus on them. Another thing I want from this film, and I think it's one of the main strengths of the first one, is I want the clowns to feel like they really inhabit this world. And they do that to some degree in the first, where, like, the clowns fake, like, their installations outside of a store and kind of, they kind of adapt to the world. I would love to see all these clowns kind of vibe with people. They could even play on the whole thing where people were wearing clown costumes around a couple years ago. They could even play that up. Just make it so the clowns can just kind of roam the, the world without really people running and screaming all the time. That would be kind of a neat way to integrate them in the whole world. Now, with that, I don't... 
I'm in the middle on if I want pop culture references. I feel like I want Earth, like references to things that we do every day, but I don't think I necessarily want like an it reference or like movie references or anything. I'd like to keep it reference it like like technology, kind of like a movie that I think this movie should take a few notes from as far as how to do the tone and the amount of creatures is Gremlins 2. I think that the tone of Gremlins 2 is great, how they kind of don't take the movie seriously that they're in. I think that the characters in Killer Clowns, unlike the first, should kind of have more of a sense of, now that doesn't make sense, or maybe a character's like, well, how'd that clown do that? I think that that would make this movie really funny and kind of keep playing up the comedy that is so prevalent in that first film and the kind of edge that makes it different than other movies and the fact that it's not only self-aware but has a high amount of value and, well, I guess a high amount of production value added to it. Something else I do not want is I do not want them to be afraid to use a lot of clowns. I would love if in, if in the sequel to Killer Clowns, instead of having like the fifteen clowns in the first one, you know they've they they'd have a little bit of money for this movie. So I think they should have like three four hundred. Now, for big groups of them, use CGI. That's fine. Close ups do not need to be CGI. You have to have the Kyoto Brothers also do the special effects, or there's no point even making this movie. You need to have them do all the close-ups. The close-ups are the strength of Killer Clowns, like I previously stated. The close-ups are so good at really showing not only the skill of the Kyoto Brothers, but just how terrifying the clowns would be to see, and also just the amount of effort, because nothing takes you out of a scary movie more than the villain looking dumb. Like, Friday the 13th 8, Jason looks terrible, and... His, without his mask. And so that just kind of takes you out of it. I need him, the clowns, to look wild. Another point with the clowns, something else I would do, which I want to get all my specifics out of the way before I touch on my plot ideas. I would love each clown to have their own gimmick. And what I mean by that would be so, example, in the first film, the clowns do not have their own gimmicks. The clowns just kind of exist. And they're known by the thing they do. Like, Shorty is known because of the boxing scene where he knocks the guy's head off. Slim is known for the scene where he captures the people in the bag with the shadow puppets. Jumbo is known for the scene where he uh, kills Officer Mooney and turns him into the dummy and all that. That's not what I want. I would think it would be different. If each clown had a different motif, I think they should go for a circus motif. And here's what, I, here's what I'm talking about. You have a clown that's a juggler. And the clown takes people and kind of shrinks them and juggles them like pins or something. And does that multiple times in the movie. I think each clown being like a part of a circus would be kind of neat and a big way to distinguish the clowns. And make it so you really remember who they are. I mean, you kind of remember the clowns in the first one, but they're just clowns. This way, they get their own gimmicks, and they feel like characters in a game, like bosses in a video game, versus just clown one, clown two. I think that would be extremely helpful. Now, this is one thing I do not want to be the same from the original. John Nassari, who composed the original, it is mainly a score that uses a synthesizer. It's the main instrument the first score utilizes, and it's good. 
it serves its purpose. However, a few years ago, they redid it. John Nassari redid the score to Killer Clowns just for fun and with an orchestra. And I think that's the way the sequel score needs to go because the first one works because that's what they had. Would have been better with an orchestra. Like if you listen, watch Killer Clowns and mute it and then play the orchestra music instead, it makes it more epic and makes it feel more like a serious movie that should be considered when talking about a good film rather than a cheesy movie made for $2, which is what it was. So I think an orchestral score, very necessary. Get John Asari. I'm sure he'd love to do it. They've talked about how they want to do a sequel for years, so I think he's the one to do it. Now, getting back to the effects, I would love to see them handled as practically as you possibly can. I understand that we live in an age where they're probably not going to sink a lot of practical budget into a Sci-Fi Channel original movie, which is probably where it would go. However, I do think that it would be worth it. This film has a lot of fans, especially the longer it's gone on, so you can kind of tap into that audience from nostalgia and, and now. that You can have problems with that. Independence Day Insurgents had problems with that. Dumb and Dumber 2 had problems with that because they tried to do the exact same thing as the first movie. And I think what Killer Clowns needs to do is not do the same thing, but keep the same energy and up the stakes. That is exactly what I think needs to happen. I think that since Killer Clowns is so unique in its own identity, making another one that is slightly different would just feel like another great unique movie rather than the same thing again. That's true in a lot of aspects of the film. I think the uniqueness not only comes from the designs of the clowns, how this was kind of early for the concept of the scary clown, so I think that their designs ride this line between scary and cute and marketable. You know, this idea that you kind of you kind of you kind of like them. You kind of like them a little bit. You know, like my girlfriend has a couple clown shirts. They're fun. They're cool. You know, they're just they're just misunderstood. They're not misunderstood. But the clowns just have a certain way of overtaking the movie and just making it so you're like, these are the coolest. As far as things from the original that I think need to be fixed, I cannot really think of any. I honestly just think it's perfect in its simplicity. It's not winning any Oscars, but it's a movie I can put on at any point and just watch. When I got the Blu-ray, I combed through those bonus features. Because it's such an interesting movie just to dive into. Now, if you hate clowns, probably wouldn't recommend it. But, it's fun even if you do. They're not super scary, it's just a fun little movie. It's a special gem of a movie, honestly. It's unique in the fact that it doesn't try to shove a story down your throat, and I don't think the sequel should either. Now, getting into the plot. Some specific things I would like to see in the film... Number one, we have to get with the characters, and I would not want to focus on the same characters from the first, and I would not want it to focus on new ones. I'm looking for a mix. Here's what I would like. So, uh, Mike and Debbie from the first film. I would love for it to focus on their children. Now, you can get into some trouble with that. You could, you can make a movie like that about where the only reason you've got them as the parents is for nostalgia. I say, you play it, you play it like this. So, Mike and Debbie 
are still in Crescent Cove. Crescent Cove. And they have a child, and life has continued normal ever since the clown invasion. Nobody really even talks about it. And when it's brought up to Mike and Debbie, I don't think we should get a reaction like Laurie Strode in Halloween 2018, where they're like panic about it and freak out and all oh, the clowns. I think it would be really neat if they kind of treated it as, eh, it wasn't that serious. Even though we saw in the first one, they were terrified. It'd be funny if Mike was kind of talking like, oh yeah, I, I got those clowns real good and I kicked them out of town. Even though if you watch the first one, you know that the clowns really had him beat for a lot of the movie. That would be kind of funny if they didn't take the clowns too seriously. And I think the plot would be really fun. Now, keep in mind, it's stupid. My direction idea is stupid, but makes sense for the film. Imagine this. So, Mike and Debbie are talking about how the clowns didn't really... Nobody really took the clowns seriously. And so the anniversary of the, the attack happens. Whatever day it happened in the universe. And Mike and Debbie are talking... And it turns out the clowns kind of do a check of Earth every year. Like, they left a popcorn camera or something goofy down there. And the clowns see that the humans didn't think that the attack was too serious. And so this time, they're going to be serious. And they bring the heavy artillery with the heavy army. And it just becomes an all-out clown-human battle where the clowns are, like, infiltrating. Now, I don't want a scene where all the clowns fight. I would just like a lot of isolated clown scenes with people. A strength that the first one has, which I think could be even more improved upon, is I think that the bystanders having roles with the clowns is hilarious. Like the biker scene with Shorty, the bus stop scene with Slim, the scene with the little girl and Jumbo outside of the pizza restaurant. All those scenes are really fun because it, it kind of makes the world and the town of Crescent Cove feel a little bit bigger doesn't just feel like you're with Mike and Debbie in a field and the spaceship. You feel like you're in several locations with several characters. I love that. I think that I think keeping the studio out of this film would be another way to do it well. And I get that if you're make, getting Fox to make this movie, or whoever would be producing it, that they're going to want involvement. They're going to want certain things in there to market to people. And I think if the Kyoto Brothers could somehow just convince them not to. As little as possible, that would be great. Because their vision is honestly what makes the first one work. Even above the cast. Even above the crew. It's the effects. And it's just the almost whimsical style of the script. And everything about it just makes the movie feel so... You feel like it's 30 minutes and the movie's an hour and a half. Like You feel like it's so short in a good way. Because it's just packed with some fun effects and they sprinkle everything in. It's not like you just get a big heavy third act. You get a lot of different angles coming at you, whether it's the different ways that clowns are capturing people or just fun effects with the clowns dealing with daily life and you just get a lot of different ideas coming at the same time. Continue with the plot. I think it would be great if, like in the first film, where you had Debbie Mike, the Trenzy Brothers, and... His name escapes me, but the other the other police officer, the deputy that's under Mooney, who dated Debbie previously. I think what would be amazing is that the three final ones would be the child, whether male or female, um, of Mike and Debbie. And I think it would be cool if there were two kids. If there was uh, maybe two boys, maybe two girls, and Mike and Debbie, as a family unit, have to stop the clowns. And I think another joke 
that could be funny if you used to have the whole movie would be Mike kind of underplaying the whole situation, thinking he's all tough because he saved the world and saved Debbie. I think that could be a really funny element if played correctly. I think that that would just be very interesting to see them play the joke that I don't see in a lot of horror movies where it's usually, oh, this attack happened years ago and it was terrible, like Independence Day, so bring that up again. Something like that. Or even Creature from the Black Lagoon. I think that in this, if they kind of underplay it, that would be hilarious and would really sell this concept again. I just feel that Killer Clowns is one of those few B-movies that really deserves a sequel. It's probably my favorite B-movie. Um, I think the time period it came out and the creative ideas it came with, it was really like striking gold. It was really like they came up with this idea. Now, a sequel, some may say don't touch it. It's perfect. However, this is a rare case in which, given the things I've stated, I think that this could be interesting. I think that Killer Clowns 2, or as the proposed title was, Killer Clowns from Outer Space in 3D, could be very interesting. And I hope it ends up happening. Maybe Disney will let it happen. I mean, it's over, so the It Saga is over for now, so we're not going to be competing with that. So, Killer Clowns needs to be the clown-centric franchise. It's very marketable. You know, Disney has had their hands in movies that are much more inappropriate than Killer Clowns, so they shouldn't worry about that. You know, they own Touchstone Pictures. Touchstone Pictures made some interesting stuff, so I think that they are fine. So that's going to be it for my little ramblings about why Killer Clowns needs a sequel. Decided to throw you out a little quick bonus episode this week, just to kind of apologize for the schedule conflicts with last week. The next episode is going to be The Godfather with Mr. Awful. Mr. Awful Trey Cobb himself. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at the Comic Kid for all your reheat or repeat news. And use the hashtag reheat or repeat. Follow me on Instagram at the Comic Kid as well. I post the schedule on there every month. This month, the month of August, has a pretty good little schedule. So if you want to see it, go check it out there. Also, if you've got any questions, concerns, if you hate this movie with all your heart, tell me about it at our email address, reheatorrepeat at gmail.com. And until then, I'm Josh Billups. This has been Reheat or Repeat. We'll see you next time. Let's talk about it. We'll dig around it and find just why you should. Give it a try. Give it a buy. Give it a review from one to five.